Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Here Here Companion Podcast. I am here with my dear friend uh, and bandmate and the person that I know who has the most hair, Chad Morgan Sternberg. Hi, Chad. How are you? Good. Hello. Yeah, see, we just, this is the second week in a row that I've demanded we restart because I sounded like such a moron in the initial <laughs> recording of the introduction. And Chad, I, I you said that that was in the in the previous recording, that that was your worst hello. And I, I think this hello was sub- a substantial there, improvement. There you sounded more, much more oh, okay. full good. of life. Good, good. Good. Well, you're... <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> uh, just... You're making me laugh, so that's probably helping. That's that's good. The idea, the introduction, that I, I hope uh, uh, to elicit at least a small smile with you and myself, and if all goes well, although I have my doubts, whoever might be out in the world listening to this podcast. Um, today, we're going to talk to Chad. I'm going to talk to Chad uh, about his experience with Adam's prompt for what it will be shortly, the 16th Hear Hear song. Um, Chad is finished, I think, barring any revisions which are allowed this time because it isn't built into the prompt that you can't make revisions. Um, And then it'll just be me to finish things off, which is exciting. This one's been really fun, and I think that everyone's going to really like it. I have listened to it a lot a lot in the past couple weeks um so yeah chad let's uh let's just chit chat i'm not gonna i'm not gonna read the prompt again until later i wanted to do something that we've been doing in the past couple episode more and have just a more general conversation about uh life right now but also in the past um you and i we haven't talked at length. We've texted a few times since we finished the the song song fifteen, which started with your prompt. Mm-hmm. Um, recently, we were talking about another little Patreon project thing that we're trying to get off the ground. Um, and you mentioned that you'd been looking for things to keep you on task creatively. I intimated that you we're maybe struggling to do so. So I just wanted to, this is my general conversation with you. I wonder what yeah. life has been like for you in the past few months since we last spoke. Yeah. I mean, I think as far as music goes, um, it's definitely like, you know, as, as these tasks have come along to work on these tracks, um, I've been able to kind of like dive into those things in it. That feels really good. I mean, even, I mean, in the last couple of weeks that I've been um, working on this track, it was like it it kind of just felt like I in, in a lot of ways, like I had a job again, <laughs> like just as a way yeah. to be working. It felt very normal. It felt like I could just jump back into it, which like felt felt really great, um, I guess, because it, it has been more difficult to to find any kind of like regularity. Yeah. It's a very irregular time, definitely. And and I think, yeah, like that coupled with how irregular our lives tend to be in the, the non-touring times, I feel like it's like super amplified. You, I feel like you're a person who is generally pretty good at like finding projects, but I wonder yeah. if you're like me, I feel like those things 
often feel more like space filler that i don't get like the same level of satisfaction i don't think from like i don't know taking care of plants or like rearranging my house um yeah so does it does it feel like there's like a a deeper sense of satisfaction that you get from having something to work on that yeah that feels more like your job and also something more that you love to do yeah it's it's definitely um different you know and i i think throughout the the whole this whole year really i've actually in in a lot of ways felt pretty busy like um and i i I think that's always just we we can always kind of make ourselves busy but i do feel like i've i've always had you know kind of like work to do and and some things which which i think are also like meaningful work which which has been you know for me has been a lot of uh doing as much as i can outside been about Mm -hmm. you know like putting plants in the ground um one thing that's been exceptional about this year is it's actually the first year that we've been home for an entire like growing season sure um and in about like over a decade at, at least like at least that long that that we never had anything pop up in between yeah um so for me like these last few months have I've been pretty focused on, you know, doing a lot of, um, like vegetable gardening and perennial agriculture and forest gardening and, and really just learning a ton, like reading a ton, um, learning about plants, learning about trees. Um, and I think that's been like my whole summer and now like, yeah, I can definitely feel things slowing down. Even like today is the first day that it's kind of like much cooler. It's pretty dreary. It got, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of just raining today after, you know, last, last weekend might've been the last like really warm weekend that, that we had now, now it feels very much like we're moving into fall. So I, I do feel this like transition period pretty strongly. And I think my, in my prioritizing my mindset is also uh, shifting. And I, I do feel myself like shifting towards some of these more creative activities shifting more internal um yeah. w- which is also like pretty exciting yeah i think so that's interesting i i, I didn't consider it's, it's weird how in the past you know like you said decade of our lives touring has been i i tend to when i think about my lifestyle our lifestyle it always seems very chaotic but in a lot of ways it is pretty regimented in just bizarre ways so i feel like we're always gone in the spring and then we're always gone in the fall it hadn't occurred to me that that because you've always i think had an inclination towards agriculture and you probably haven't really had an opportunity to fully dive into that um do you feel any like do you feel having done that for this whole summer and and feeling the weather changing? I talked to my mom today on the phone and she she said pretty much the exact thing that that she felt like this last week of nice weather in Michigan was probably the last that you'd have for a while. Do you see I I you said you're like excited to transition into creativity. I'm like on the West Coast mm-hmm. like staring down the oncoming four months of rain and i'm starting to feel yeah panicked honestly that's mm-hmm. that's the thing that like like and maybe that's uh, maybe i need to be just uh better regimenting my days in preparation but it does feel like 
things are about to change another time this year. And maybe that's what gives me more anxiety because of how many times I feel like that's already happened in dramatic ways. Anyway, that's, I don't know. That was just a, a thought, I guess. Do you, you feel excited? Do you, do you feel like you're in a good headspace in that way that you can plot out your transition into the indoors, into being creative? Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I wouldn't say that I necessarily even have like a plan I, and maybe I, I should sit down and kind of make a plan, but I, I think I am in some ways feeling myself um, being musically creative in a way that I haven't felt probably since the end of last winter. Um, yeah. and I think, you know, even like I, I sent you a few things the other day, like those kinds of mu- musical ideas that I just have, have, has felt very difficult to like see into. And I think there's like a new, like maybe, maybe there's, we've, we've just experienced just enough distance from some things that we're finally mm-hmm. able to see them um, sure. and like reflect on them because I think, yeah, it's, it, I, I think a lot of times music feels like a reflection or like a digestion of, of all these events. And obviously this year has been so much different than any other year um, for everybody. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty curious to see like um, what happens like in, the kind of creative world coming out of this. Um, and, and I, I think I have sensed that shift in, in, you know, not just myself that it, it, I am seeing people start to be able to be creative again, which yeah. is, it is exciting to me. And yeah, I don't, I don't know that that's a universal thing, but, but I have more than, um, you know, more so than what it's been like, uh, for most of the summer, I would say. Yeah, no, that's, I, I really, uh, I have like, I, I need a similar period, I think, to process things. I I tweeted something the other day about, from our band account, uh, about, I don't know, I was thinking about like how often we use music for processing things and not, not making music, but listening to music. And um, frequently for me, it's to feel like joy or if not, I would say most of the time it's to feel joy, but often it's to, if I'm feeling sad about, I don't know, like to put myself in a particular emotional state, but I don't think about mm-hmm. that as, I don't think people utilize music as much as like a means to be angry. And I said something about that. And the immediate assumption that people had was I was talking about us making music, but I've never, I've never felt like music was for, for myself. And it sounds like you two was reactionary. I feel like it's something that I need time to process events and it's more of like working out my understanding of what's happened than it is reacting to something that has happened at least more as I've gotten older. Yeah. I, I mean, I think in the broadest sense, it's, it, it is about processing something that you've experienced. Um, and that, that is 100% that I feel like the way that I am able to process things and digest things that like I, I might feel uncomfortable about and just, you know, put, putting that into some kind of music, putting that into some kind of writing, even that, that like, it don't, not that it makes it okay, but it, it makes it feel like it's okay. Um, I, I mean, in, in even taken out of the context of what anybody else might also feel from it. Um, I don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. Like- I think I don't understand what you mean. Um, contrast contrast that with, like, with planting with with something that's more 
tactile that's does that does that feel like it speaks to a different part of your brain or you know like your your emotional connection to it yeah yeah i you, mean i was gonna say because you said earlier like to be creative like working on something feels more like having a job again yeah um which which to me that's been part of what's been nice about patreon is it makes me feel like it's like sisyphus shit like having a, a job is is uh it makes me feel like i it affirms my existence <laughs> it makes me feel like i have yeah. a purpose i think i when i when i'm away from touring for a long time or i'm learning that now because it has been a long time since we've taken this much time off of traveling um or like writing for an album i think it i start to feel like no matter how many things that i like i said before like no matter how many things i fill my day with it doesn't really feel like uh I don't know. I don't, I don't, there's like a weird lack of contentment if I'm not doing what feels, and a part of that I feel like is just having a job, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that either. Yeah. I'm, I'm a rambler today, but back to you, you talking about planning. Yeah. Going back to the question of like, yep, yeah, even the physical act of putting things in the ground or tending plants. Um, I, I mean, I think in any way that you're sort of healing the land, which, you know, a lot of, our land is very damaged in one way or the or another um and i think you know us being being a caretaker of that in fine like acting out that healing is a way to like feel that in your own body um yeah so so that i mean i would say that definitely that that act is is a very like um satisfying act for me and a, a way of healing um and, and and also a way to be creative um Sure. I think in a very different way. Um, do you, do you think that's amplified right right now, given that everything seems so like we're in the process of actively damaging things? I guess does it does it feel does it take on a particular resonance to take part in that act, given the chaos of the world? Uh, sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean. I, yeah. Definitely feel it's it's very Im- important to me on a very like large scale that we are doing that restoration work um and and reconnecting with nature in a lot of ways which which i think in some strange ways um this year has had that effect on some people um but then there's also there's also has have obviously been some like major sweeping changes kind of in the opposite direction with legislation and things like that so it's um uh, yeah I, i guess it's like it it feels like such a massive problem, but uh, if you if you are able to just like put a plant in the ground or plant like uh, plant some trees, you know that I, I think that I I do feel like that is of great importance. Um, yeah. Even though you know it's one thing in a very large place, but um, you kind of just do what you can. Yeah, I think that's for sure. I, I've felt that. Um, in particular in the first few months, I feel like it was noticeable that people were being more conscientious of their impact and their, how they, how they shop or, and I've seen way more people out in their gardens and maybe partly that's a function of lack of other options, but it's been cool to see, um, new growth in people and, and then also actually actual growth. Um, I wanted to talk just quickly and then we can transition into talking about the song but brad and i talked about this is a this is a hard 
hard change mm-hmm. in the tone of conversation but we were talking about adam's prompt and about things falling apart and it occurred to me that we have a song in our catalog that actively falls apart as a function of the song um harder harmonies and i talked to brad about it i wondered i wanted to get see if you remembered anything from building the end of that song which falls yeah apart um i mean for me on that i don't feel like it you know i i think definitely more brad had more impact and and adam of of like the chopping out you know cutting things out and i I mean i think the guitars in a lot of ways they kind of they kind of i guess they do go down they kind of go down to like a single note kind of thing and it's the kind of like high uh melody or harmonies um and and then i I mean i think for for at least my part the end was just kind of chaos and you just you know scrape the strings and let it feed back and do whatever. Um, so I guess it was less methodical than some of the stuff that Adam and Brad were able to do. It was more just kind of uh, opening up the door for some chaos to happen. Yeah, I feel like your your role in that part is very chaotic, mm-hmm. which I think is what gives it... What that, that to me is what ultimately makes it feel the most like something that is falling apart, imploding, or whatever is all the shrieking and like vaguely dissonant notes and and yeah yeah cool and uh, i wanted to add to this because um another song that kind of does a a little bit of a similar thing in a different way um i don't know if it got a mention from anybody else but um some of the things that i did on on this newest track 16 was a, a little bit reminiscent of this but that's huttonville michigan oh i i didn't even think about that because that, <laughs> it that, does yeah the end yeah, of that so, well the end of that song has a lot of spots for it you know it cuts out cuts to like something more lo-fi or it cuts like it, it just kind of you know it's coming in and out um so i i guess i can't think of what everybody's doing on that but i know i had a lot of things that that was cutting in and out and 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 doing that yeah yeah i that, that had not occurred to me that that very much that feels this i think this new song 16 feels a lot more like that than it did than it does harder harmonies mm-hmm. just the gaps in space and things clicking in and out and even the presence of audio clips which i noticed listening to the the newest version of 16 that you sent me we can get to that yeah in a little bit i that that that's that song was fun because that's one that I more or less improvised in the studio with Will. Um, your your part was there, and then I like just did four or five passes, and I had a bunch written, but I kind of like just fucked around essentially, and just like picked words to say and not say, and just tried to like react to things that you guys were doing in the music. Yeah. All right. Yeah that that was one too where I I had Will set up this just really elaborate thing of you know amps in different rooms and like he, he was <laughs> you, could, you could tell it was it was a lot for him to do it but we did it and it was like i don't know it was cool it was fun it was probably way too much but way way more than necessary but I, <laughs> I guess you only you only get to do it once so yeah i, I don't know i think it uh, everything that, that occurred was necessary because it led to the end product and i that's <laughs> will's always down to indulge our bizarre whims and <laughs> i love 
you setting up amps in three different rooms probably and then the other go ahead oh post photos from that yeah i wonder i wonder how many we have even i wish that we would have been better archivists but maybe you or brad have photos from yeah amplifiers and random places in the studio but what were you gonna say well i know how we we kind of you had the question um to some other people about um the like additive process idea i know that had oh yeah which is in some ways like the opposite of what we were talking about here right um and what i remembered from that was from the song at least for for my part um the moat that that is in line with the additive process was in woman reading oh um that was the one so, we couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. So th- did we did we explain the additive process? I feel like we didn't properly. Can you just define it a little so that anyone's listening can maybe pick it out in the song? Sure. Yeah. So I guess um, it could be. I mean, this could be with words. It could be with melody. It could be uh, with anything. But if you ha- basically have a complete phrase of music and um, you can start just from the beginning of it and you might say you hit two notes and then the next time and then the rest might be silence the next time it comes around you do those two notes plus an additional note um and then again you kind of just keep repeating that process until you eventually play out the whole phrase there you go yep very well yeah i I, uh, we i don't don't remember what prompted this was probably a you thing but uh, i always think of that bill callahan song too many birds yeah he has like a very long (laughs) sentence and he just does it one word at a time and then each time he goes through he adds an additional word and that part's really cool yeah yeah that's a good example um but yeah woman reading additive process the opposite of the 16 prompt is your your guitar part in in woman reading yeah so the um the verses of that uh the guitar part kind of has a melody that goes um bit just kind of does that adds a note to the phrase um I think it's the verses, the verses there. Cool. Yeah. Let's, the people should give it a listen and see if they can pick that out. So let's talk, let's talk about Adam's prompt. I'm going to, I'm going to read it as a refresher now and then I want to pick your brain about it and hear hear about your process um so this is adam's prompt this is the third time that i read this and will undoubtedly be the best this song will self-destruct there are a number of parts in this song your count may differ from another person's the number itself is arbitrary when a part shifts break something break a chord a beat a stern a letter a plate a word a phrase a window continue play continue brack play until you have detroit x where x number to tinct part and that is adam's very cool very succinct very interesting prompt um so yeah well what was your what was your you have any immediate first reactions when you read the prompts jed i would say i probably had way too many ideas <laughs> um yeah and i almost like I, I think I went in, I went into it sort of with with all the ideas like still in my mind, still as possibilities, um, and I almost wouldn't say I choose I chose any one idea to go with, um, 
but a lot of them did end up like you know guiding where i was gonna go with certain things and it 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 was also really helpful for just like making decisions when it did feel like it um kind of was was in line with the prompt i i guess a a few things immediately came to mind um one was like the usage of uh the tape format um just because tape to me feels like it's the easiest uh to destruct um and i i think i guess i had you know i feel like i had a a lot of those that that music sort of in mind one one standout or like uh one that i kind of came to mind about that was a nine inch nails song um called the background world but the end of that song there's like a a loop of tape that just keeps looping and looping um, yeah, and it re- you know it's re-recording itself on to the same tape or I don't know exactly how they did it, but it just keeps you know degrading and degrading and degrading um, over like twelve minutes or something. Um, so you, you when you just to clarify when you I, I know exactly what's that's a song from that EP right from the end of uh, uh, Ad Violence I think it's Ad Violence yeah yeah, yeah 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 oh that's cool I I hadn't thought about that that song's awesome um. So when you say the, a tape tape is the easiest format to destroy, you mean actual like physical, physically damaging the tape itself, right? Yeah, I mean not yeah. not necessarily, but like it, it, either destroying it or emulating that sort of destruction, tape warping and clipping and yeah, or or just destroying the you know slowly over time what's actually recorded or if things get recorded over and over or different things like the. Yeah, the actual content of the music um, sort of degrades or gets like broken up, and it because of that, the format it, it does so very like musically and like just interestly, very randomly. Um, mm. But I, I also I thought it was very what was interesting what because um, I I listened to the podcast all the the ones that um, you did with everyone else. I waited to listen to them until after I had finished with everything I was going to do. Um, oh, cool. cool. W- which I'm really glad that I did because um, I think that would have maybe played into my ideas or I would have said like, oh, that one's taken. I need to think about this a different way. Sure. Um, but I liked what, like in some ways, what Corey did was like a digital version of that kind of thing. So it's, you know, mm-hmm. he, he's he's degrading over time but instead of doing it with like multiple tape or or whatever else he's just uh having the bit rate um so it's this like digital destruction uh which i thought was really cool yeah definitely that's um it's interesting that you i think i I feel like i said it on the first podcast that people should not listen i'm glad you took that advice because i think yeah i'm glad you weren't deterred from doing what you did well i i guess the the second thing that was like very uh, a good uh, just in my mind of what I first thought of was like more so the physical act of like ripping a string strings off of a guitar. Sure. Um, which you know I I just I think I just really wanted to do because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like who why wouldn't you want to do that? And I had this I kind of had this image in my head um, of seeing Patti Smith a few years ago. Um, and it was, it was 
I think maybe during the encore, one of the last songs, and she she did that with a guitar on the stage, yeah. and she came out and she just like ripped all the strings out one by one. Uh, was that was that at uh, Riot Fest? No, no. I I did see her then. I don't know if she did it then, but I I, I can remember. I feel like we watched that show together, but um, in Detroit, she did that. Yep, yep. Um, so I had that that image uh, Im- implanted in my brain of Patti Smith just ripping strings off the guitar. So I really wanted to do something like that. Um, but this was all these these were just like kind of what came to my mind before I even heard what the track was. Um, so I think once I heard it, maybe my actual reaction was a little different or like what I thought that the song might need or what I would be able to do. Yeah. Did you, uh, you said you listened to the other episodes. I think that maybe you, maybe you got this impression from everyone, but I think everyone's assumption about what you might do was rip the strings off your guitar or something (laughs) like that. Yeah. It's, it's, kind of did seem like the logical thing and i i think i i did i kind of yeah i I saw this as as like i I think and often maybe my contributions can at least a layer of them can tend to be like a bit of the chaotic stuff or like the kind of you know in some ways destructive stuff or the you know usually adding feedback layers and like kind of you know broken things and in different things like that. So it, it was it was really interesting because uh, I think when I first heard the song, it it was a little tough for me because I, some of the some of those ideas, I was just like, I, I don't know if that's going to work. I don't know if that's like the best thing for the song. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 it was very different. It just it took like much more work. I think it wasn't like, I mean, to contrast it with the last song where we kind of were more meant to just do something like off the top of our heads, free flowing, like spend a few hours on it. I think this one for everybody took like much more work. Um, and, and I definitely felt that. And I, and I felt like that was appropriate for this track um, mm-hmm. was, you know, spending a little bit more time on things Um and I, I think um, it did take, it took a lot of time and a lot of figuring out to like figure out what felt right. Um, but I don't know. Um, did it, did, is part of what made it, you, you said you had first impressions and then when you went and listened to the song, those things maybe seemed not appropriate. Was it because, because I sort of expected this song to be, when I read the prompt, to be less structured feeling than it ended up yeah if if it has like very distinct movements and shape part to part um i guess i expected it to be oh i don't i don't know like a a bit more abstract than it ended up being and i like that about it it's got like a very while things do disintegrate as they go on it still like very much remains a song with hooks and catchy parts and shape um did you, what did you, I mean, did, did, did it, did it, was it different than you expected in that capacity? Yeah, definitely. And I think I was a little scared to do it as like a full, like, cause if it does, it feels like a song. It feels like a full band song that we would try to, you know, record in a studio most likely. Um, so that, I think that was a little intimidating to me. Um, 
I don't know. I was also like really impressed with how everybody pulled it off um, and also how kind of natural and I, I don't know, just just like how it feels. It, it's it's somewhat surprising to me that we could that, that we could make a song like this um, in this in this way. Yeah, I agree. It, it, it felt. Uh, yeah, I was I was impressed by and I can say this without seeming conceited because I have to to date had no part of it. <laughs> but like it, I was very even before when I just heard Brad and Adam together, it felt like a very fully formed and cohesive idea as if it was put together in the way that most of our songs are between all of us collaborating and contributing and um, a lot of like back and forth between one person and another person. And it, it just like, it came out that way. And, and I, I think I was impressed about the first prompt in that way too, just the way that uh, it can work in linear fashion, given how well everyone knows the other's tendencies, right. Right. I think is part of it. Like people just know what, how other people work. So they're, they're capable of leaving that space for the next person. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'm curious. Go ahead. If you got something. No, it's okay. Well, I was going to I'm curious if it was different for you in that capacity. Cause I mean, it's not, it's not always been this way, but I think more often than not, um, you are not the last musical piece of the puzzle. You're not the last instrument to be tracking. Yeah. So I wondered if that, if that was different for you or, presented any new difficulties to be um following everyone rather than being a, a catalyst yeah yeah I, I think it definitely had um a pretty big impact um and, and i think again i think the outcome would have been completely different if we were in the same room trying to write the same song um so it's it's been really interesting the process of everyone spending like individual time with it um, yeah. but like, I mean, for instance, the, the end, like the ending, and, and I think part, even parts of what, like how the way that Corey's guitar kind of like is degrading a little and it, you know, in some ways it becomes like pretty like harsh and like, uh, you know, it's, it has just has a very like aggressive, harsh and kind of like over the top sound, which for me, I think I had in the beginning I had like a pretty difficult time trying to blend anything I was doing with it. Um, sure. and I think maybe if we were in the same room, I would have been like, you know, can we try something else or something like maybe mm -hmm. that, maybe that would have been my reaction, but the way that I approached it was just to kind of like step up my, my grit and harshness to like the same level and just like completely go all in on it. Um, yeah. which was really fun. And like, I, I think that that was when it kind of came together for me was I, I actually, the first thing I recorded on it and felt good about it was the ending. Um, mm -hmm. and once I had that feeling, I kind of like, I could know better, uh, what was appropriate for the rest of the song. Um, be be because you established an extreme or because you that that like helped you that's when you settled into a a comfortable spot relative to everything else in the song um maybe maybe because it was the extreme um 
Be, because I mean, and the, the song I think has a pretty distinct like climax, and yeah. you know that, and then the ending feels like um, everything's sort of back together again. Um, at least for most most people, it kind of like has this climax. It degrades to a certain point, and then it like kind of has this last section that like it just feels it feels good. It feels driving, um, and I think like once. Once I knew, yeah, how high we were jumping, then I kind of knew sure. what I could get away with beforehand without, you know, without sticking out too much or without doing, yeah, something that was just like less appropriate. Um, That's cool. I, I I hadn't thought about that either. Um, it's sort of because you you don't have the opportunity to compromise in the moment. You have to... Uh, you have to react, so you're like trying new things to to make it work rather than adjusting what exists already, which is cool. Um, I like that about this whole process is, is just everyone having to like there's there's like a little consideration to what might come ahead, and there's like uh, the ways in which the person that preceded you accommodated what they assumed to be your you know, what they know to be your strong suits or your, your just inclinations. Um, yeah. But then there's just like a, a part of it that's you just do the thing you want to do. And then the next thing is the next thing. And it's for someone else to figure out, which I think is, is a lot different than like you said, if we were all in a room and able to adjust the end product goes in directions that it might not otherwise in a different setting. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, like how, I think Brad talked about this a lot about, um, you know, so it, in some ways for something to degrade over time, you also have to have a constant, like you have, you have to have something that it's, it's grading against. Um, sure. and, and I think like being like, just ma making the, there's just a lot of balancing going on of like when, when to omit, um, things, when to be the constant and let someone else fall apart against that. Um, I, I thought that was a really interesting um, part of it. And, you know, for me, some of those decisions were just to, in some ways, do do that opposite of additive process, do this, like, destructive process or whatever, just uh, making yeah. deliberate omissions um, in parts. Other things, um, I think, like, like, layer, like some, of the, some of the layering feedback or the, you know, I, I end up doing some stuff with uh, cassette tape layers on it too. Some of it just being kind of like noisy. Um, but like putting those, putting those types of layers uh, at deliberate points to like signal scene changes in some ways, um, which almost, again, it felt like similar to some songs that we've done, even, even a song like say King Park, that's like, it's a very linear song. Um, right. There's no, I don't think it ever goes back to a part. It's, you know, it's this and this and this and this. And I think it, ha it has all these like deliberate scene changes. Um, and then I think like adding like a signifier to that. I think even in that song, there's like a triangle or something. Like there's something that, that you just say like, okay, now I'm in a new scene. Um, so I, yeah, I, it's sort I, of sort of cinematic in the same way that King Park is. Yeah. And part of it, I think, is the way that Adam set up the prompt, too, is to have, like, set sections for everyone to be playing, regardless of whether or not they line up, but just, like, 
the song falls apart, but it falls apart in a way that gives the song a, a direction linearly. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Which is cool. I'm curious, because um, you, you've talked, I think you've, I mean, I, I would like to hear more specifically from a technical standpoint what you did in the song to make it fall apart. You, you hinted at the cassette thing and some tape layers and... I can hear the audio clip in, in the section towards the end, but um, I would like to hear about more of how you made your part fall apart. Sure. Um, yeah, I can kind of go through my, my process. One of the first, well, the first thing I did uh, with it was just sit down at a piano while I was just playing it um, and just kind of like playing with the notes in where I wanted like my root notes to be because i mean in some way another thing my initial reaction was like a a lot of it felt like it was in the same place uh note wise or like going a a little bit of back and forth that like i kind of wanted to expand that that range a little bit um which i think is actually it's kind of something that adam does quite a lot to a lot of the parts that i write um yeah you know, he's always like picking the root notes that you don't expect and where you don't want it to go or you don't think it's going and to make like, you can make two notes sound like eight different notes when you do it, you know, you build a progression a certain way. Um, so part of me really wanted to not to, to be able to change chords every break. So sort of every section I kind of chose a, a place, um, you know, a, a place to start from and sort of, uh, maybe three or four notes to work around, um, that, so that I could, I could change between sections and have just the notes feel like it was, um, you know, in a, in a different place. So like the first section is probably the best example where, um, Adam's playing a C and a D sharp, I think, um, whereas my, my root notes go, I, I'm kind of playing the inversion of his chords as my root notes. So it, it all still works, but it's maybe not where it's not like where you would completely think it's going to be. So I don't know. It, I, I think I was just in that way trying to add, um, some texture. And then, um, another thing, which I, I was also, I'm glad that I hadn't listened to Adams because I sort of did a similar thing to what, uh, how he set his up, but my first, first part spanned four strings. Um, my second part spanned three strings. Oh shit. Um, I, I have a whole section in the middle that was only feedback. Um, and then that abruptly cuts out, which was kind of an omission and probably a decision I wouldn't have made hadn't it been for the prompt, but I think in some ways that was, that was maybe my favorite part was this feedback cutting out. But anyways, and then it's like drops down to two and it gets very simple. Like just these two, the, the kind of big built last building section is just on, you know, bar chords. Um, and that, that section, um, I also ended up layering with two layers of tape of recording of the same part, um, played next to each other. Um, Oh, you see, it's the part you recorded on the tape. Yeah. Yeah. So I recorded a part I recorded, but on tape and then played that back. Um, 
So you end up having this like kind of grinding, phasing sound in this big section, uh, which was something I worked on after was not my initial idea. I think originally I had tried to just do kind of like a crazy solo thing that was just kind of messy and crazy. And then when it goes into the last breaks, I sort of like tried ripping, <laughs> ripping the strings off my guitar, but it was like not, <laughs> I, I, was, I didn't go fully in. So I was like, I, I think, you know, I ended up not like physically breaking anything, which is probably for the better, but it did. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> that was, you know, the take for my like stuff in these like in between sections. And that was like that, that felt like it, it was important to be kind of off the cuff and like, like because you could have done that a million times and have a million things but like that that felt important for me to just be like this was the chaos that ensued and that is just yeah. what it looked like um sort of a, sort of a nod to your own prompt yeah but and, and i think it took me i had to go backwards and i ended up being very in a different way just being like very um in some ways perfectionistic about some of the other parts and just I, I did them over and over and over and I you know I switched guitars I tried different things I tried like different sounds until I really felt like that's what it uh was supposed to be and, and I, I I'm definitely glad that I just put in that work to do that um and in some ways I that felt for me like it, that was honoring the prompt more and differing from my own process what I might normally do right the fact that you actively made yourself tinker more yeah i, I think and, and it just felt appropriate for the song um that it yeah that it should be there, there, there's parts it there's parts that should be very on and there's parts that should be falling apart and those things should be very distinct so i did feel like the on should be very on um and you know the the falling apart ends up just being kind of like and it's an interesting thing uh, theme that's woven out woven throughout but I'll, i don't think that if you didn't know the prompt it would have a whole lot of effect on the way that you listen to the song or I'd, i don't think you would say oh this is what they're doing here because i think everyone yeah. everyone's interpretation was so different um and even like i don't know like again i used like four different interp of my own interpretations as i was working on it and doing it and it was helping me like mold the decisions but i also didn't really didn't want to be like completely bound by that i i think i i also wanted to just do what was the best for the song and i, I felt like it did accomplish that i definitely think so uh, that's really that's interesting i uh, yeah part of what i love about this is and i, I wondered this too is if if you were to hear this song divorced from the conversations we're having about it and divorced from the prompt itself that started it and, and most people will hear it that way when it eventually uh, one day enters the the world at large but like would you know you know would you would it occur to you um because it walks that line really well where it, it feels like if, if you listen carefully you can see how things are falling apart but it never like it never stops feeling like a song i think everyone balanced that extremely well um it's interesting that you i like that you when you said that you like put made sure that certain parts were really really on and other parts weren't is it like an establishing shot like you, like you can't have hot without cold and was that going through your mind 
Yeah, I, I think that could be. I think sim similar to like uh, having a, a background to degrade against is you need something that's solid. You need something that's like foundationally solid so that um, you there's a distinction of what is falling apart and what it, you know, might. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think there's there's something to that. Let's uh, let's move on to the future. This is, and I've been uh, doing doing this in a bit broader sense than than specifically talking about the songs, and we can do a little bit of both. Um, I am inter I'm curious if if you learned anything in particular during the course of uh, writing your part for Adam's prompt. It sounds like you went through a lot of different things, which I sort of, if I'm to be totally honest didn't expect i sort of like that you i guess maybe because my head was still in the space of your previous prompt i thought maybe you would kind of let it come naturally but it sounds like you really analyzed things and you really worked through things did you uh have any epiphanies or take anything in particular away from this this specific experience um i think in in probably in the the biggest takeaway for me was that that we could actually pull it off um, and just the way that it, working in this way, um, I, I think, you know, it, it's almost like I've, I, I think it's in sometimes it felt like maybe sometimes when we have tried to work on things separately and it feels, you know, more like a demo or we're, we're working towards something. Um, uh, but the way this came together that I think with everybody just like finalizing their parts, um, it, it creates a, I mean, it's a really interesting dynamic where everybody, I mean, and it also gives every, everyone has like so much agency over what they're doing and what they, what their contribution is going to be. Um, that it, I do find it as like a, a very interesting, uh, wave of collaboration. Um, but I'm also noticing just like how long this process takes, uh, and, I, I'm almost seeing it like as um, I was thinking about this, like if, if you're trying to build a house and you had everybody who was going to work on that house come in like one after another. So all the workers just do their their one thing and then the other worker comes in and there's like you never have anybody working in the same space together at the same time. And just like how long that would take to build a house. Yeah. In some ways, this is kind of what it feels like. It's like you can do it, but it almost feels like I don't know. It's difficult. It, it's difficult. Um, it's difficult, but it's not impossible. No. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe maybe it's interesting. <laughs> and I, I think that a lot of the to me, I, I feel like I've been having small epiphanies throughout this entire conversation because uh, I, I think you're right. I think that this, that listening to this song and, and working through this one in particular, it, it feels like it's encouraging for, because we have in the past tried to write songs in this fashion and failed, I think, a lot of times. Um, it's cool to see it work, and I think it's, it, like, it's encouraging in a sense, but it also is a reminder of what you said, like the the benefits of being able to be in a single space while working on a thing but you were going to say something i'm i'm gonna cut you off or maybe i didn't 
Um, Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's okay. Uh, I think that's, that's the main thing is just, I mean, trying to understand like, because, and I think everybody, like all musicians and, and artists and everybody's trying to figure out like how to make, make things work. Um, and I do, I do think it's really interesting and I'm excited to see, um, these kinds of options come out. And I'm also just like excited to see like what, what else we can come up with. And I mean, and another thing, so you had mentioned this in a post, um, few weeks ago i think about doing the um like the meanwhile uh songs mean meantime mean, this is why meantime. i was confused when you text me oh you me to go to our old favorite bar in grand rapids meantime meanwhile. meantime okay uh, <laughs> but yes go ahead but well I, I just think that's that's also exciting to me as like um because i think as we're passing these things along and we have you know extra space in between and 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 how are we able to sort of um make this process work but also maybe even come up with more content be doing more things at the at the same time um so yeah i i guess i'm curious and i'm excited about like how we can sort of continue to just figure out ways to uh work creatively through through right now <laughs> yeah, i love it. we need a name for for the present state of things because you and i both say you know with everything the way it is and with right now but yeah. i yeah i i think that that's yeah i don't know it's very encouraging for i think we it'll be fun to do the meantime thing because i, I do think that this has been a really a good way to know that things can function this way in our like little pocket, but just in the creative world at large. Um, and it's, it's sort of like Corey and I talked last week about trying to figure out like what, what might, what good might come out of the way that the world is right now. Um, and I think this is one of those things. I think it's cool to, to know that it can work this way and it's been fun actually for, for me and for you clearly, I think based on this conversation to have new challenges and to work through them. And I do have, has this made you think about writing music together outside of the, this, or the Patreon context? I'm um, curious. As a band? Yeah, as a band. Yeah. Well, I think, I mean, it, it definitely does. But, um, and I, I think I'm also, you know, I just seen, how long that that could possibly take would be my my only thing yeah. is like it, it does feel um you know if, if you're if you are trying you know in some ways like now we're, we're building like the scale like a scale model of a house but yeah. build, making a record feels like building a actual two-story house with totally. a with an attic and a porch and a everything else so um yeah, I'm, I guess I'm I'm looking forward to doing that again, but I'm also having fun making a scale model of a house. Definitely. <laughs> I I think that's extremely encouraging no matter what. I think you're right that it would take, uh, I mean, it's taken us the better part of a year to, to write two songs, so putting together an entire album. But I think establishing that we're capable of, of building the scale model will be uh, a, a long ways towards maybe 
hastening the the next part of the process of writing an album which would be to actually put the parts together and and i'm excited for that too Um, yeah definitely cool well good this is fucking we're we're like at an hour right now so we can probably wrap it up i think that's a good place thanks for talking to me is there anything you want to you want to add before i end this conversation i don't think so (laughs) cool (laughs) um great well thanks chad i really enjoy uh i always want i like i want to have follow-up conversations with a lot of these because i feel like uh i i plot out some questions but then the real joy for me is uh to to hear you really go in depth about the way that you work and the way that your brain processed the the prompt and everything it's really fascinating for me so um maybe i ought to Maybe we got to have another conversation so I can listen back to this and uh, try to fully wrap my head around the way that you function. Um, <laughs> and the same goes for everyone else. But um, yeah, thanks for, for chatting with me. Thanks to everybody listening. Thanks in particular to those of you who are patrons on Patreon for giving us the opportunity to do this. Um, Chad mentioned the meantime thing. We're going to... Uh, that's that's sort of the balls in my court right now but we're gonna start um an additional concurrent musical project from the one that you're listening to right now where we uh, do some spoken word stuff and some like quicker collaborations between myself and probably you first chad since you've already sent me some some music um so that'll be soon and exclusive to subscribers um and we should have a new song soon. I just need to write and record a part and we'll have a wrap-up conversation with Adam and probably a QA. and um, I will keep everyone posted. Um, but thank you, Chad, and thanks to everyone for listening.